Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us at IMSA Radio on Twitter. Let's pick up a little bit of atmosphere first of all and say good afternoon to Shea Adam, who's patrolling the pits for us for these two 15-minute sessions. Good afternoon, John. It is still chilly out here. That is the first and foremost most important thing. Uh, two layers, well, actually three layers uh, of long sleeves as well. But there is still that hint of cold in the air, which means that our cars, particularly those that are turbo-powered, are going to be a little bit happier for qualifying. But first up will be the ST runners and riders. We've got Hyundais, Hondas, Audis, and, of course, the mighty little Alpha going for pole position. So TCR, a slew of cars. I think there's 11 of them, aren't they? Uh, there are 14 of them. Wow. As Jeremy Shaw joins me on the fifth floor. Good afternoon, Jeremy. Good afternoon. What a glorious afternoon it is. Yes, as Shane was just sure saying, it's it's chilly. Chilly. it is fairly chilly out there, certainly. It's, it's brisk. It's 19 degrees. Shorts and t shirt weather, man. Uh, look, <laughs> you guys are number one, we're in Florida, and number two, I'm from California. So yeah, it, well, I must have. It's a top court colder over here, is it? As my, as my, as my dad used to say when he went down south, it's a top court warmer. I just did most of the walk back around there, so I appreciated it being cooler, uh, quite right, frankly. Okay, so. okay. All, all good. Well, yeah, yesterday, that would have been a struggle because it was a lot hotter yesterday. But look, perfect conditions here oh, yeah. for qualifying. So some very, very fast times this morning when uh, quite a few of the teams did a simulated qualifying run to get ready for this afternoon's session, which, of course, will set the grid for the... Uh, first race of the season for the Michelin Pilot Challenge, which will be a four-hour race, the BMW M uh, Endurance Challenge, tomorrow afternoon. Should be fun. Yeah, the, those four-hour races, uh, we have two of them uh, across the season. Uh, the teams love them, the fans love them, we love them. Um, it, it just gives the opportunity here to get another driver in, of course, which is always uh, good business. Let's be quite honest about that. But it's also just there's a little bit more strategy to play out and a little different strategy to play out as well. Uh, so far, it has been the Hondas that have yeah. led the way. And it was thus, uh, ever thus, in fact, uh, across the, the Raw weekend as well. Um, a, a little more of the Hondas getting up the pace uh, here today. It was Honda and it was the uh, Victor Gonzalez Honda at the weekend uh, and the Alpha uh, Veloce that was there. We had four Hondas in the top five uh, in the last session before this qualifying session. It is only 15 minutes. We've got a green flag. Let's see what the Audis uh, and the Hyundais have got up their sleeves if there's any extra performance the cars swoop out of the pit lane uh, and uh, for some reason my dancing ants doesn't want to work so let me just refresh that on the page and I was going to tell you who was going out first there we are it's that fight it is the number 17 Audi 
RS3 LMS TCR. Chris Miller, the uh, Unitronics. That is the only uh, Evo car in the field. If you're trackside or when you're watching the race on Friday and it is available without blocks or brakes on IMSA.TV and IMSA Radio via the uh, live video button, you can easily spot that here because it's very brightly coloured. It's bright yellow, uh, 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 white and black. But if you look at the rear wing and how the rear wing is mounted on that car, you will see that the rear, the rear wing um, mounting struts go behind the wing and curve back over the top. They call that the swan neck. Um, in, in this case, it's a bit of a reverse swan neck. It goes all the way behind the car. Now, the reasoning behind that is quite simple. It's to clean up the air onto the wing. The Audi is the only uh, sedan-style car with a boot. That already gives it a little bit of an aerodynamic advantage. People who are far clever, cleverer than me on these things have told me than a, a straight hatchback car and having that wing mounted like that cleans up the airflow and keeps the air on the wing for longer small changes incremental changes to this car the driving position's been changed there's a little bit of different instrumentation in there the rear anti-roll bar is much easier to get that to adjust or to change it runs straight through the back of the car where the back seats would normally be and it is now a straight line it used to be bent around the streetcar's suspension turrets that's been changed and it's a relatively easy thing to crank it up a couple of notches or indeed to pull out the pins and pull the whole uh, bar out of the back and stick it a, a thicker one in so that's the difference it's also slightly different bodywork as well we've been used to seeing those sort of angry penguin flack, flapping front areas behind the front wings uh, the extended wheel arches front and rear have been changed on that car you'd have to I think probably see the two versions side by side to notice the difference but as I said Jeremy it's incremental improvements Audi aren't going to homologate a new car and have it any worse than the one it replaced so there's reasons for this either in performance or in serviceability or reliability. Yeah, so there's three different specs of Audi RS3 here this weekend. There's the, uh, the number 17 car, the JDC Unitronic entry. That's the, that's, that is that new spec car you're talking about. There's also the uh, sequential, uh, the older sequential gearbox car, which is the, the number 61 John car. Mo Mo Morley car, Correct. isn't and it? And then the two Rockwell Autosport development cars, number 10 and number 15, they are the original DSG gearbox uh, versions of the of this Audi RS3. And the, the two newer, curiously, the two newer specification cars have both got significantly less weight than they had last year, ah. but number 10 and 15, the two Rockwell Autosport development cars, are running the same weight they did last year, mm. uh, about which they've got quite uh, unsurprisingly they're not very happy because uh, the, other, the other two cars have both got 30 or 35 kilos less than they had last year 30 35 kilos that's a chunk of weight to be carrying around so uh, the older spec cars uh, uh, drivers thereof are not particularly best pleased by that but number 17 car did do many laps in the two no. sessions we've had so far so we'll have to see what sort of pace that car has in this 15 minute session it wasn't completely reliable at the roll either well. it, I, I seem to remember it going behind the wall and part supply uh, are at a premium for the Audi runners uh, effectively they're having to be supported from 
Europe as the, there isn't a full support network. The teams are, no, are banding together um, and working out their own support mechanism. Yeah. Um, really strange. I mean, Audi used to be so strong over here on that side of things, and nowadays, uh, no. Uh, some changes as well in the Hyundai ranks, some slight changes in personnel between the three BHA cars and only three BHA, Brian Herder, Autosport cars. Plus, they're all Elantras this year. We've not got uh, the Veloster anymore. So these are all the latest models, Hyundai, Elantra, NTCRs. And as you say, John, Brian Herder, Autosport, to cut it down to just three cars this season. Uh, one of them, we, we expected to see... Uh, Michael Johnson and Stephen Simpson back again for this year, but that uh, they, Michael made a decision not to race this season. That was, I think, sort of end of November, beginning of December, which came as a shock to BHA, by the way. Um, and and to me, actually, I didn't actually realise they weren't doing that until just a few weeks ago. I called Stephen Simpson and said, why aren't you on the intro list? And he said, well, Michael's not going to be doing it this year. So we hope to see Michael back again uh, in the future, certainly, because we miss him. He's a fabulous character and a heck of a driver. Uh, who uh, happens to be paralysed from the chest down. A remarkable story. But uh, So BHA running just three cars, but two of their cars from last season have found their way into the hands of the Daily Motorsport team. Car number 70 and 74 are both cars that were running in BHA spec last year, and the number 74 car is actually the championship-winning car from last season. So five minutes, six minutes, seven minutes gone now, and it's again the two Hondas. Uh, this time the number 37, LA Honda World Car, Matt Pombo, ahead of the 99 of Victor Gonzalez of Victor Gonzalez uh, racing team. Uh, those are ahead of the Audi of Chris Miller. That is the Unitronic 17, the yellow car. Uh, trying to have a look and a listen ah. to the number one Elantra, Taylor Hagler. Uh, it didn't sound great when it went past us here on the tri-oval. I can't decide if it's a misfire or somebody something flapping or maybe grazing the ground it's oh. just the tcr cars uh, as they head into wow. turn one uh, jacob uh, behind the wheel of the number 70 car harry gotsacker to the top for the first time for a hyundai the number 33 brian herder autosport car yeah most of the tcr cars this year i talked about the weight changes on the audis most of them have got a bit more power than they had last season and boy are we seeing the effect of that right now the old lap record in qualifying for tcr was set by michael johnson uh, back in 2019 at a 158.4 the uh, pole time last year I can't remember what the conditions were like, to be honest. It was, it was, only, it was over two minutes. It's two minutes, 1.8. The uh, race lap record is a 58.1. That was by Mikey Taylor uh, in that uh, sequential uh, Audi. But now 57.1 for Chad wow. Gilsinger in the Honda of America racing team. Car number 89. That's a stunning lap from him. He's just nipped ahead of Harry Gottsacker, who was briefly quickest in the number 33 Brian Hurd Autosport Hyundai. Wow. Definitely something on that number one car. As it went past our effects, Mike, towards the pit-in area, you can hear sort of a like that as it goes through. I thought it might have been a, a, a misfire, but the times aren't awful on that no, car. Uh, so maybe not. I'm, I'm trying to see the undertray at the front of the car to see if that's vibrating, but I don't see anything hanging down. Big plume of smoke on the up change there for... Uh, Taylor Hagler in eighth position at the moment. 640, 639, 38, 37, 36 to go of the original 15 minutes. And it's the heart racing Honda Civic 
Mario Farnbacher drafted into that squad this weekend. So that is a car to watch out for in the race. And Chad the Gunslinger, Gilsinger, behind the wheel with a tenth of a second in hand over Gottsacker in the number 33 Hyundai. He's into the pits. Then Chris Miller in that number uh, 17. And they are all eclipsed by Matt Pombo in the 37 Honda Civic. This is the FK7 shaped car. So the 37 LA Honda World car now to the top as the Hondas re-establish themselves with about six minutes to go. So we talked about the old lap record being uh, a 158.4. The fastest time this morning was a 157.2 by Carl Whitmer. Now, as you say, a 57.044 for Matt Pombo. That's a really good effort. Chris Miller. Chris Miller's got a quick lap going in the Audi as well. Fastest of anyone in the first sector and Tim Lewis was that Mason Felipe no it was Mason Felipe who had a good last sector and improved in his Elantra up to sixth position but Chris Miller in that bright yellow and black number 17 looks to be heading for an improvement let's see what his mid sector is it's good it's not the best but it's his best Hmm, very interesting. Can he do something there? Mistake for the number 61 of Gavin Ernstone, who ran on at turn one just a moment or two ago, but no harm, no foul. And crucially, Gavin didn't panic there in the Simply Vegas-sponsored car. He did not lock his Michelin tyres up. Smart move for the expat Englishman. Yeah, and the the top six cars are separated by just just less than four-tenths of a second. As Chris Miller goes to the top with a new fastest time to make that five tenths of a second, because Chris Miller has just uh, gone sub at 157, 156, 961 for Chris Miller watch in the, the number 17 car. Watch the Alpha, the black Alpha with the stars and stripes on the roof. You can see it very well when it's on the banking. A very good end of the lap last time around has translated into a personal best and an overall best for Tim Lewis in the first two seconds. Here he comes past us now, and he will go to provisional pole position by point zero three six of a second. We've now got four cars under three-tenths of a second at the front of the field. Yeah, and three different manufacturers. So it's Alfa Romeo fastest now, Audi second, Honda's third and fourth. The best of the Hyundais in fifth. That's Harry Gottsanger. He is already in the pit lane. Four laps completed in total only. Uh, ditto with Chad Gilsinger in the Hart Honda Calibre 89. So the fourth and fifth place cars are in the pits. They will not improve, but they are within three tenths of a second of the provisional fastest time at the moment. That's Tim Lewis Jr. in Calibre 5. Point zero three six, That's And he's super. on another quick lap. Tim's done a personal best again in the first sector, which takes you around to... Uh, just about the exit oh has he just about the exit of the international horseshoe sector two is from there to the braking area before the Le Mans chicane and therefore sector three is from there back to the start finish line so who else is improving well further down the field we had a 159.7 for Eric Rockwell last time around and that was his best to be honest, anybody who's getting under two minutes is not exactly a slouch. There's a range of ability and experience out here. Yeah, 
And and, and this the, is a three and a half mile circuit. Yeah, and a four hour race to come tomorrow. Oh, that's a very good uh, point. And uh, you know, the, the two uh, Rockwell Auto Development cars, number 10 and 50, they were not here for the raw test, so uh, they don't have the same. The, the, the track time that everybody else has had in preparation for this event. They did have a shakedown test at Carolina Motorsports Park, I think, kind of on the way down here. Uh, well, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so they have tested that car. And incidentally, that team also has the former sequential gearbox Audi that the G- JDC Miller Motorsports team ah. had and uh, and I think one with here at Daytona. So uh, they have that car in the trailer. I saw it in the trailer along with their uh, chump car Porsche Boxster. Spares on the hoof, I suppose. Hello to Tom Marshalek, tuned in at work uh, at the moment. Not sure where you are in the world. Long day today, lots of live action for you, exclusive to IMSA Radio. Don't forget, we've got uh, racing uh, coming up for the Mazda MX-5, the Edemitsu Mazda MX-5 Championship. That's at 5.30. We'll be on air uh, 10 minutes or so before that. 5.30 Eastern. So 5.20 Eastern, 10.20 if you're in the UK. Very conscientious driving there by Eric Rockwell. Let his teammate go through. And make sure he does not hold up the other Audi RS3 from what Rockwell Motorsport, 156, yeah, eight, se- eight, three, seven for Matt Pombo. Tim Lewis in second. Uh, Fantastic pace, John. I mean, look, look, the pole time last year for TCR was two minutes one point eight. No, so everybody is at a least a second and a half fast. Well, I say that yeah, most of them have got a bit more power than they had last season. Two minutes point one. T- did you yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, two minutes one point eight was the right, fastest. So the time. whole field. Yeah. Is at least a second least and a half sec- faster. Wow! Yeah. And the guys at the front of the field are a handful of seconds, yes. literally. Yes. Five seconds yeah. better than that. Wow. Cool. IMSA cool. did, uh, for in fairness, for a while, uh, IMSA did run the TCR cars slightly turned down, um, but the GS cars, as the GS cars have got quicker, they've been able to liberate more power from the TCR cars. They can put out round about. Um, 3.30, maybe a little bit more. All front-wheel drive, all two-litre in-line turbocharged engines. Checkered flag is out. Tim Lewis sees it first in the Alfa Veloce. So he'll be no better than second. 0.088 of a second, so just under a tenth. But on the front row of TCR, who's still out there? Honda Civic number 99, Victor Gonzalez. We've also got Taylor Hagler out there in the number one. Gavin Ernstone in the 61 Audi, the dark grey car, the Simply Vegas sponsored machine. So they're and still making that noise, that number one car, as if it's running over a curb or something is flapping around. Taylor's coming into the pits this time around. I really, I haven't got to the bottom of that. 11th position for Taylor. Couple of seconds off, but still yeah, under but two li- two minutes, and that's you know that's three seconds or two seconds under the lap time from last year, uh, and also significantly faster than she's managed so far uh, th- this weekend uh, for Taylor Hagler. So uh, you know she, the, the, everybody's going faster now in these really good conditions as we have right now. One hundred seven point nine around the track, around the world at IMSA Radio RS two on the player click the player 
and then save it to your front page of your device. And then you've got access to RS1, 2 and 3 whenever you need it. So we're calling this now. I don't think there's anyone else going to be able to improve. I'm looking at the split. A better lap last time around for Victor Gonzalez. 99 Honda Civic in seventh position, but it's going to be a pole position for Matt Pombo and the 37 Honda. Yeah, and talking of the defending series champion, Taylor Hagler, she's going to be starting the 11th uh, for tomorrow's race in the TCR category. Uh, her best time last week during a raw test was a, a 159.9. Huh. Uh, her best time this morning was a two minutes point. Two minutes, 1.0, and she's turned a 59.1 here today. So, again, good improvement for her, but everybody else has improved quite a bit more. Got to be track conditions, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, Te yeah. Temperature and track conditions. Yeah. We did have a lot of rain uh, last weekend uh, for the Raw, and that will have uh, affected the, uh, the last session uh, for these guys. This is a track that is still evolving. We had a wee splash of rain overnight as well. Uh, we have a pole position. The red, white and black LA Honda World. FK7 Honda Civic. TCR and Shea Adam is waiting for that car to be cleared down in the pit lane. I know it's got a little bit of black on it, John, but it's still got to be a livery that hits close to your heart with a metallic red and white, and it looks great. We are so happy to welcome LA Honda World back to the paddock, and this time, full season effort for Matt Pombo and Ryan Eversley. It's the third pole for Matt, even though it's been a little bit, but you know what? He didn't take long to shake off the rust because uh, it was Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta where he had his last pole position. So we'll give him a second to uh, get the photos done and take his helmet off. His <laughs> you hear celebrating with Ryan Eversley as Matt knew that that was going to be a good lap. Congratulations on another pole position. But when you get it here at Daytona International Speedway, World Center of Racing, it feels a little bit sweeter, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, this place is special. For anybody who grew up watching racing, they, uh, they know about this place. So it's uh, one of the top in the world for sure. So to get a pole here is cool. Got, been fortunate to win here, so never had a pole here. So I'll take it. We, you know, we, we're really focusing on the season, so to start it out this way is great. When we're looking at long-run setups, the, this car is ridiculous. So LA Honda World guys did a great job. You know, like I said, we've been focused on long-run pace, so to know we have short-run pace too, uh, I think it's pretty scary for everyone else in my opinion. Well, and you guys just kept getting faster and faster. I mean, it was four and a half, five seconds quicker than anything else we've seen. Did you know that the Hondas had that kind of speed? Yeah, I mean, you know, Jazzville is a great car. We know this car's fast. You know, the BOP's gotten us a little closer, I think, in places like this, which is fantastic. So we'll still see. There's always a lot of games early in the season. So we try not to play them and uh, just be go out and race. Four-hour contest, uh, you and Ryan Eversley just sharing the car, just the two of you. Who are you watching out for the most as the competition, the other Hondas or the other three manufacturers? Yeah, I mean, first off, I got Ryan Eversley. They don't, so uh, I think the two of us are uh, probably a pretty tough, stout competition for everyone else. So we're blessed here with what we've got today. You know, we're really not worrying about anyone else first race of the season. We're focusing on ourselves. This is a feast or famine track. It's either I've either been on the podium or won or not finished, so Ryan and I talked about that. We're always fast. You know, just got to finish here. It's a four-hour race. It's grueling. So that's what our focus is. It, really, we want to be number one here, but we really want to be number one at the end. You did get the win back in 2017, so you know how to win here. Were you tempted to bring in a third driver, or do you want all the extra seat time you can get? 
No, I think, you know, for us, it's just Ryan and I, you know, that we, we're both pros and have finished races and know how to do this. So I think the two of us, the less variables you can introduce, sometimes the better. So that's kind of what we're focused on. Congratulations on being the first one to the checkered flag today with the fastest time. Good luck for that tomorrow. Thanks, Shay. Hopefully tomorrow. That's when we're ready for. <laughs> first pole position of 2023 in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. We'll get some points. The, the second LA Honda World Car, by the way, number 73, 37 and 73, uh, Dr. Will Talley qualified that car. Will Talley, uh, he, he's won here before. He won a couple, here a couple of years ago with Mikey Taylor. So he knows how to win here. And he's, he's, uh, he will start uh, eighth tomorrow. His time only about a second and a half away from Matt Pombo. So that's a, pretty, wow. a very good lap time there for, for Will Talley. Hats off to him. So both LA Honda World cars in top eight. Yeah, I'd be delighted be. with yeah. that. Good lap time. 32 GS cars and I think it's how many GS bronze, all bronze crews? We've got three bronze. Yeah, just three. Yeah. I wonder if we'll get a few more as the season progresses. It's been a toss-up uh, the last few days between these. We've seen, generally speaking, the front-engined cars do very well, the Mercedes and the... Uh, at the Mustang, certainly across the, the Raw weekend. The Porsche weighed in this morning from Carbon, the 39 car, yeah. um, and with some speed, track conditions about, I would say, about perfect right now. There's barely any wind. I look to the flags on the infield, and the uh, American flag is uh, barely. It's hanging limply at half-staff, of course, at the moment, uh, given the uh, terrible, tragic events across in California the last few days. Big lock-up uh, out in the exit of the infield at turn six, but I'm pretty certain that the car that caused all of that tyre smoke has continued. Yes, it has. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get into it, hello to Blurfiend. Hello, Charles. Tuned in on 107.9, enjoying coverage on the infield, listening in via the uh, RV's radio and the very impressive PA system here. Thanks to Leah, our tech op today, and to Mike and the rest of the crew. Always uh, nice to come here and work with professionals. Five minutes, four minutes already have disappeared. So, let's see who gets the lap times. The two automatic Aston Martins just leaving the pits. They were some of the later cars out of the pit lane. And they've uh, actually just come across the start-finish line, but they are. The 0-9 and the 9 have just uh, crossed the line on their warm-up lap. You will see manufacturer and team cars pairing up here the gt4 the gs cars are susceptible to a good tow they do like a draft these gt4 cars around the high banks of daytona international speedway it will take a couple possibly even three laps for the drivers to be comfortable with the temperature in the michelin tires and what sort of times should we be looking for, Jeremy? Well, the fastest time of the, uh, of the entire week, including the Raw, was set this morning in the uh, second practice session of the, week, of the week. There was one official one yesterday afternoon. It was Zane Smith 
California youngster in number 42, PF Racing Mustang, that was fastest, at a 152.766. The lap record was set back in 2019 by Paul Holton, actually, in a McLaren 570S GT4. I had a chat with Paul just a little while ago in the paddock. He's uh, the team principal there at Crucial Motorsports. He's running a new... Uh, Mc- McLaren Artura, Artura in, in this field That's a and um, yeah he hoped to be running two cars from the next round as well so uh, they've uh, uh, what was beautiful that looking car 52.143 okay. well we're down to 54s already Jesse D Dubetz with the G82 G coming after F in the uh, alphabet, even my limited schooling, uh, I, I, I know that bit. That makes that Struggle the newest shaped car. Uh, the nomenclature of, of BMWs has changed a bit down through the years. I'm, I'm currently driving an 840 and was expecting that to be a 4-litre V8 and it's a 3-litre straight 6. So it's a bit like Ferrari have changed their numbering system. Well, they, always have, they always do. They're all, all over the map, aren't they? But yeah. Particularly the Formula 1 cars. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it used to be no a, five, a 512 was uh, a 5 litre V12. Yeah. That, you know, that's how it worked for We're Ferrari. We're back a long way. Yeah, BMW 316, 3 Series body, 1.6 engine. Right. Except for the S, of course, which is a 1.8. Don't let game get me. Yeah. In. Prototype Ferrari is the same, it's yeah. 312. Yeah. They've gone back with Ferrari with a prototype. 312P. Um, is, it's a 499P, and there's a little bit of a throw-up back there. Uh, the 499, I reckon, is the cubic capacity of each cylinder of that car because it's a six, it's a V6. So I, I think that's Ooh. there. Nobody's confirmed that to me, but that stuck out to me because I'm strange like that. Uh, Frank Depew qualifying the Chevy Camaro GT4R for the its last outing at Daytona. This wow. is the farewell tour for the Urban Grid run. Camaro. They have three of them. Frank is running in the VP Racing Fuel Sports Car Challenge as well. They ran the car last weekend and Frank got a bit of extra lap time in exactly the same configuration as as the car that they're running today. All three have been driven extensively by Robin Liddell down through the years and Robin told me last weekend, he said, I can't tell them apart. They are extremely consistent cars. You put the same settings and the same setup on them and they drive exactly the same so that's very helpful for Frank of course trying to get a bit of extra time in that GT4 so they could be interchangeable it will be a loss uh, to see the Camaro not in the paddock next year so give them a wave give them some support this year on what is the farewell tour that car not being replaced in GT4 trim as far as I am aware not sure what comes next in GT4. There's a new GT3 um, Corvette for the Bortai. Well, the, the Mustang was supposed to be out of uh, homologation for this season, but yeah. that was because the new spec car was supposed to be online for now. It's been delayed a year, yeah. and the uh, the current Ford Mustang GT4 has been grandfathered for mm. one more season. So uh, might do that for the Camaro. Well, absolutely, if anybody wants to run it, um, I'll pose the question. Toyota Gazoo Racing out on the circuit. Uh, that is the Toyota Gazoo Racing Latin America Supra GR, not the car that took part 
in the raw running last weekend. Javier Queros had a very nasty backwards impact into the tyre wall at the backstage chicane, the Le Mans chicane. New car has been sourced. And I, I think you were saying earlier on, Jeremy, that, that Javier isn't here this weekend. He's still recovering from injuries sustained. Yeah, so sternum sort of cracker I believe so that, that'd be painful so uh, best wishes to him for a quick recovery and instead Damien Fineschi Damien Fineschi from Argentina who I gather is the kind of pro- program manager for this Tour de Gazoo race in South America team uh, did a couple of races last season and has stepped aboard instead of Javier this weekend we've got some super fast times here a couple really of minutes good. ago Zane Smith went to the top of the charts with a 152.343 which was four tenths of a second quicker than he managed this morning but since then yeah, uh, even faster for the Porsche. I said they'd come to the fore earlier on. Stephen McAleer in the number 28 RS1 and down to a 152.157. So at literally a tick and a half of the clock away from getting into the 151s. Yeah, really good lap times there for that uh, RS1 Porsche Cayman. That's the car that uh, won here last season. It was a new car last season here, wasn't it? They just brought out the revised machine, the GT4 RS Club Sport. Uh, problem for the 58 McLaren. Uh, that, at the Ooh. moment, in the hands of... Henry O'Neill, I think, isn't it? Uh, it is Henry O'Hara. O'Hara, excuse yep, me. Yep. absolutely. Down in uh, 44th position. And he's mm, he's on the infield bringing that car back the, uh, high school, the, the junior in high school is is, uh, is Henry who was here briefly at the raw test but, oh. but only for one day because he had to get back uh, to uh, New York City to get back to school mum and dad are prioritising school very smart uh, yes indeed and college too but uh, Henry has shown some good speed in, in some race he did last season in the uh, Porsche Sprint Challenge and is going to be doing a few races. He doesn't yet know how many. I had a little chat to him a little while ago, introduced myself. I tried to find him last weekend, and he was he was either not here yet or already gone <laughs> when I went round there. But uh, Dick actually started. He's seen a very pleasant young man, very impressed, and uh, you know, very uh, very erudite for somebody so young. Uh, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, he looks like he's not getting an opportunity to show his pace in this session because he's still out on the racetrack, stopped somewhere. Where did you say that was? Uh, he's he's brought the car in through the cutout. Yeah. Uh, So he's coming into the back of the pit lane. That's a shame because that McLaren showed good good speed this morning. Uh, Aurora Strauss in that number 58 car for Crucial Motorsports was for knocking on the door of the top uh, 12 or so uh, in the session. She ended up 15th, but that was a good good time she set this morning. Good progress by that team. They've had a, a bounce performance change since the raw test for that brand new car. They've got a, a, a more powerful... Uh, what power stick they call it the ele- electronics has been upgraded effectively is the easiest way to put it there's four different specifications that have been homologated with that new McLaren they were on the, the lowest one initially uh, and they've stepped up one notch for this weekend they've also added, had to add a little bit of weight to compensate for that extra power and uh, as told to, to Henry just a little while ago he said that they can now at least they're now on the same they can hang with the other cars in the draft 
on the straights, so they, you know, the car is becoming now more competitive. As we can see by Jesse Lazar in the other McLaren run by the Motorsport in Action team, car number 69 is ninth fastest in this session. That's a big gain from this morning's times. Yeah, big gain. Again, track... I think we can see a track evolution. Two and a half minutes to go. 226, well. 25, 24. And it's still Stephen McAlee in that very distinctive colourway that we've seen on a number of different manufacturers. This another mid-engine car for Carbon with Perrigan, but a GT4 Porsche Cayman. And still that uh, McLaren trying to make... Oh, I thought he could back through onto the infield. And in fact, he's grass-tracking it. Uh, well off the apron and coming back and also coming back that's the number 13 Ford Mustang of Jensen Altman moving up into this category from Idemitsu Mazda MX-5 11th position for that car and he's pulled off at the International Horseshoe he is behind the wall in that white and blue striped Mustang could be McAlee a racing car. Yeah, and another of the Fords, Luca Mars. Did you mention that? Just got up into second nope. position before bringing the car onto pit lane. That's the number 59 core motorsports Ford Mustang GT4. Luca Mars, the youngster, just 16 years of age, up into second position behind Stephen McAleer by a whopping 0 0.038 of a second. Wow, that is tight at the front. Just talking about, again about the, the McLaren of Jesse Lazar. Uh, he took his best lap this morning was a 154.7 this afternoon in qualifying he's a 153.1 so second and a half faster for Jesse up so inside the top 10 and inside the final minute of qualifying McAleer Porsche Mars Mustang Smith Mustang Murillo Mercedes AMG GT4 Sean McAllister's just pitted in the second of the car bomb with Peregrine Car, so first and fifth for the car no, bomb no, no. machines. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. RS1 is RS1. The, yeah, yeah, my apologies. Pull, I put Stephen in the wrong car earlier. Sean McAllister in the car bomb. Yeah, a good Perrigan effort car. by him. That that's was, a great, that's great his, lap. his best qualifying effort. He ran last season in, the, in this similar car, but with a different team last year. So uh, he's... Uh, done a very good job to qualify that fifth car fifth ahead of uh, Wyatt Brikarczyk yes in the uh, Aston Martin for van der Stur racing new Making, name to this he, championship well yeah new, his first time he's driven with a roof over his head he's been on the the uh, USF Pro Championships or formerly known as Road to Indy for the last several years in primarily in the uh, the secondary category, uh, USF Pro 2000 or Indy Pro 2000 as it used to be called. But he's done a really good job to qualify that van der Stur racing Aston Martin in sixth position. Checkered flag is out. Very good effort. And let's see if there's anybody out there who might still... the best still... of the BMWs, which is the JCD John Capestro Dubetz from San Diego, California, number 25 car. That's the Autotechnic Racing BMW. Uh, quicker than the, the second of the new BMW M4s. That's Robert McGuinness in the Turner Motorsport BMW. He switched teams and, well, and series for this year, Robert McGuinness, another former open-wheel driver. He is 11th fastest for Turner Motorsports in its BMW car number 95. I think we've only got G82s here, haven't we? Yes, yeah. actually, we have. Yeah, 
it, it was the VP Racing Fields Challenge where we yeah. had a mixture of the two different iterations. Right. Uh, really uh, good lap by Haley Deegan as well. Oh, yeah. uh, that's put her up into eighth position at the checkered flag in the number 41 Ford Mustang. Uh, uh, just a quick note on Zane Smith. In third, with two outright fastest uh, sectors, but his first sector was seven-tenths away from the best, which was Stephen McAleer. So something not working for that Mustang from the start-finish line to just coming out of the international horseshoe. Through the twiddly bits, in other mm. words. Well, the, the second the part first of the sector. twiddly bits was OK. Well, <laughs> yeah, we, the first sector ends where? It's between the kink and, and turn five, is it? Or is uh, the, it the first sector uh, ends just out of the international horseshoe. Oh, so, so, so it's just out of kink. three, So it really just turns, turns one, two and three. Yeah. One and two being pretty much the same. Yeah, kind of course. Yeah. Two is a sort of the S's, little S's there. Correct. Uh, leading back uh, in a sort of northeasterly direction. Well, congratulations then for RS1, CBW yeah. Racing Machine, and Porsche Naples all supporting that matte dark grey and black machine. Yeah, Eric Filgaris from uh, Cocoa Beach, who had a birthday just a couple of few days ago. Uh, he will be driving that car again with uh, Stephen McAleer and that team. They are planning a full season this year in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. It's excellent news for both of those two. Coincidentally, I was just chatting to Stephen uh, a little while ago in the paddock. This will be his first full, full season, season in a GS car, yeah. which shocked yeah. me, to be honest. He's a former champion in the old ST class um, and had a you know, good amount of success in, in uh, GS. This will be his first full season. Of course, that pair won this race last season. Uh, and uh, but last year it was uh, Eric who qualified the car and drove a really I think he did anyhow and drove a really good race um, and um, so they're, yes. they're looking this year he to did, win it yeah. from the front um, we had Stephen on Midweek Motorsport at the end of the season just after the end of the season we were talking about you know what was coming and when he said it was his first full season in a GS car I about fell off the yeah. studio chair to say that you kind of think of him as a as a staple um, but has done part seasons for a number of different teams yeah, yeah. And, and and last year was it was in contention for the championship oh. after the last f first five races by the way it was he who qualified the car here last year third on the grid actually for Stephen and then uh, he started a race Eric drove the middle stint and had the car in the lead and then uh, Stephen finished it off with, with, the, with the victory for RS1. They had a couple of niggly problems, but they were never planning to go north of the border last year to Canadian Time Motorsport Park, so, and ended up uh, skipping the end of the season as well. But up until that point, they were very much in contention for the championship, so you have to think going into this year that they are going to be you know, absolutely among the favourites for this championship. Tom Marshallek, who is listening to us in snowy Ohio, he tells us on at... IMS Radio. Well, congratulations to our two Paul Sitters. We've spoken to the TCR. We're just waiting for the Porsche to be released so that Shea can have a, a word with our Paul Sitting driver, Stephen Macaulay. And remarkably, this is his first pole position in the because Michelin Pilot Challenge. To, because he never used to He didn't qualify. usually qualify correct. the car, that's, yeah. that's, that's correct. But uh, even in the old days in SC, he's had 73 starts in total, 10 wins uh, over all the uh, 
uh, over all the years. He made his debut in the ST class back in 2012, so a decade ago. But uh, this is his first pole position, and it'll be special to come here at Daytona International Speedway. Now, I'm not sure where you're sitting, but that uh, Porsche... It is turning around. Is it coming back towards you or is it heading away from you? No, no. He'll be uh, brought towards me. John Knotts is standing in the fast lane to direct Stephen so Excellent. that he has to come the right way. Good. Um, but he will have to do a loop around. We're, we're positioned in front of the timing box for these pole interviews, John, instead ah. of going all the way down to the penalty box, which is a little bit uh, further out than it has been quick, in previous years. Quick question for you, Jeremy, before we get the pole sitter. Owen Trinkler from TGM was... Uh, calling the VP uh, Sports Car Championship uh, with us at the weekend. And uh, we were talking about his experience in this Michelin Pilot Challenge uh, series. And I said to him, how many races now? And he said, in that fantastic uh, accent that he has, the man from Nashville that I can't replicate. He says, you'd have to ask Jeremy that. He always knows how many. He's, he is the most experienced driver in in this championship and its previous iterations. Yeah, dating back to, to 2001, uh, 180 wow. starts wow. for Owen Trinkley. He made his debut in 2002. Uh, Hugh Plum actually started the previous year, so he's he's done more seasons in this championship than, than Owen by one. But, uh, but uh, yeah, Owen's got mo- most yeah, starts, 180. The, Hugh ran the Rumpen Porsche for a while with his brother, and then they yeah. disappeared from the series. I remember a heartbreaking uh, loss of a victory for them at Cota, when the car coasted to a halt across the start-finish line with just a couple of laps to go, and that cost them a really good championship finish. The good news is that Stephen McAleer is disrobing gently of his uh, protective gear, and Shea Adam uh, awaits him to ask the question. Shay. Well, Stephen, one qualifying effort since getting married, one pole position. I think Michelle will tell you that you made the right call in the off-season. How much is there left in this Porsche, though? Yeah, I'm actually excited. So Michelle McAleer is, uh, is here with me this weekend, so I'm really excited for her to be down here. Uh, great start to the season. You know, we, uh, we had a fast Porsche last year and, and managed to win this race, so our goal is to do the same again. Uh, there's not a huge amount left. That's about it. The, must, the Mustangs are strong. Uh, the Mercedes is strong, but we are certainly in that mix for, uh, for the race tomorrow. It's remarkable that this is your first full season in GS, your first pole position in this series as well. Coming at Daytona, goes nicely with your first pole position that you got at Watkins Glen. What is it about these big tracks that just seems to make you perform? Uh, you know, it's exciting. I was just telling someone else that, you know, this is my first season ever in GS. I obviously ran ST for a few years, and, uh, you know, I had to kind of off, uh, you know, three or four races per season to kind of keep my name in the GS class. So I'm really excited for a full season effort. If you look at the entry list, you know, minus a couple of the big names, that have moved up into GT3. I mean, it's probably the toughest field that we've had. Uh, so we got a lot of work to do the next four hours coming up. You guys didn't run at the Roar. You and uh, Eric were a little bit busy coaching and Linda saw that, but it saved wear and tear on the car. Do you feel like you learned enough during the practice sessions today and yesterday to be able to compensate for that? Yeah, we did. You know, the track always changes every minute. Uh, you know, every time you're here, there's something different. Uh, we knew uh, we had a great setup from last year, both qualifying trim and race trim. So we went out, started the practice session. We, we did have to make a couple of changes from practice one. But uh, again, credit to the RS1 guys and Community Beer Works. Uh, we wouldn't be here without them, and uh, we're going to be uh, looking good for tomorrow. Overall pole sitter for the BMW M Endurance Challenge, Stephen McAleer. And leading the TCRs to the pole position will be the number 37 LA Honda World Civic FK7 
TCR with the Alpha Giulietta Veloce alongside at the front of the field. Stephen has the Ford Mustang number 59 from Core Motorsports for company. Four hours live in sound and vision, no blocks, no brakes, all the action with Friday afternoon racing. We'll have it on IMSA.tv and via the live video button on IMSA radio as well. Uh, expect us uh, to be on the air a little before 2 o'clock local time on Friday for the Friday main event here on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.